Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're total strikeouts or absolute bingos, from shopping for shoes to opening the windows, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He wished he learned karate. It's my co-host Evan. He's carried in pockets. He flies in the sky. Saying he is not, but the things he can buy. It's my co-host, Saker. I am defined by my purchasing power. Yeah, I mean, in the capitalist system. Does it feel weird to not be in the target demographic anymore? To me, it's very weird. I have to scroll down to find my, like, age bracket on, like, when I'm filling out a, a survey or a form online. <laughs> the uh, it used the to be like 35 that. to 41 or whatever. Yeah, that's It doesn't rough. just auto-populate yeah. tw- 26 or whatever. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's a bummer. Well, it, it is and it isn't. Uh, on one hand, yeah, it's kind of a bummer not to be targeted, but at the same time, it's great not to be targeted. Mm. And I mean, there's so much media nowadays that like, even if you're not in the target demographic, I mean, they're still making fucking episodes of Blue Bloods for boomers. I mean, fuck, there's tons of media for us. Yeah. Is it media or is it just that I want to feel loved? I mean, everything's <laughs> everything's fucking nostalgia now, right? That's true. So I mean, they're, they're remaking Willow. Yeah. They're remaking Lord of the Rings. Like, geek culture, it's, it's geek culture is just such a ubiquitous thing nowadays. You can't like not be targeted right yeah cannot be triggered you're just talking about media i want to see commercials for cookies that are for 36 year olds (laughs) that is what i want do you watch commercials no well no (laughs) and that's why they're not targeting you commercials on uh... you want to hear you want to hear commercials for cookies at 36 year olds during the podcasts like the you know what yeah because that is where the elder millennials are this episode of the joe rogan podcast brought to you by by cookies (laughs) nestle's toll house cookies that would be fun my favorite podcast my favorite brand big and chewy for the little for the 36 year olds because our teeth are going soft (laughs) it's true i can't i can never eat a carrot again. That's for sure. My teeth are oh, far man. too weak. Yeah. I miss carrots. Yeah, I miss carrots too. Sometimes I'll just I'll just put a carrot in my mouth and just hold it there. Mm, let your juices break it down. No, no, no. I mean, I, I can't eat it. Right. Right. I, I can't. I can't gum it down. I can't. I can't swallow it. It'll kill me. So sure. I just like the. I just like the feel of the carrot in my mouth. Right. It doesn't. Uh, I mean, you're not. And I'll just move my head back and forth a little bit. You know, on the carrot. Feeling it switch. Just, just, just feeling it touch the back of my throat. Mm, that's a lot of I fun. I get a big, thick, long carrot. How's your gag reflex? Oh, uh, non-existent. Mine too. Oh man. <laughs> that's because I practice with so many carrots. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. You just gotta wash them off and make sure you put a um, you know, a, a condom on. Condom them. on the carrot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's. A, did you ever practice with a condom? No, no. Yeah, that's I see it in media all the time. Nobody's catering towards me. That's what I'm saying. I never put a condom on a cucumber or a squash or yeah. whatever. Man, did you feel? If you would have, it would have made you feel like sort of less than because I think even the smallest cucumber. They would have put a baby carrot thick. up there. That would have been nice <laughs> a for me. Chode. Yeah. A chode cucumber. Yeah, like a tuna can. Maybe <laughs> just <laughs> stretch a fucking condom <laughs> over a tuna, tuna can. can. Yeah. Why don't they make condoms for me? Right. Tuna can. Tuna condoms. <laughs> Tuna cons. Yeah. Uh, boy, I don't know. That's a great question. Would you call them candoms? <laughs> That's yes, not bad, right? That's okay. a good one. You punched me up. Um. Yeah. Wow. Where did we, we get here pretty fast today? <laughs> we got where pretty fast? Uh, to our usual place of absolute nonsense. <laughs> and I even had, I came in here today with a topic in mind. Okay. What's the topic? Well, it's how you beat the shit out of me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you truly uh, hurt me badly listeners i just want to go on record as saying i'm very sorry <laughs> um i uh, when it's time for house of traps i just see red um and my kill reflex kicked in you did apologize to me perhaps three dozen times yeah i mean i was i felt 
I, I was like, I couldn't sleep. I was so, I felt so bad. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Uh, listeners, uh, he threw a piece of PVC piping at my head. At, uh, it was speeds. a padded piece of PVC piping. That's true. That's true. Uh, the speed at which I threw, you threw a boffer weapon at his head. Yes, you did. Well, I didn't. I threw it at his stomach, but because my kill reflex is so honed, <laughs> it hit him right in the, his little face. Knocked my glasses off my head, yeah. broke those, scratched like, me up my nose. Yeah, he looks like he was in Fight Club. I know. I had like a little black and blue on me today. And I know. It's, yeah, it's what, bloody can, still. Oh, so for, unfortunately, you're summer saker. You'd have to go explain to your students about- That would have been fun. Like, yeah, we don't talk about- The first person to ask me, I would have been like, hey, don't you ever- talk about this again because if you ask me where this is from then i'm gonna have to hurt you and then it would have gotten around the school that like i don't know that mr that mr saker mm, is mr. involved in some real unsavory stuff and that would have been fun yeah i mean it's good to have a what what other than that like what rumor would you want to be like bandied about like Ooh, oh you're in mr saker's question. class yeah what rumors do you want <laughs> i heard he had a tuna can a tuna can for an asshole <laughs> for an asshole that's too too small for a dick too large for an asshole the story of saker just a, he just like, like plugs it up and then you just pull that you don't you don't have to see you'd be on the toilet for a second sure you just have to walk oh, over it all, it, yeah. and it would all just <laughs> clunk <laughs> You'd have to keep like a bath plug up in there. You'd have to pull be it very out. careful because it would hit the water so hard it would just splash. <laughs> Cannonball right in the water. Uh, I don't know, man. I think that what I would want is like, uh, I hear Mr. Saker has like a full Yakuza back tattoo. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why you never see him shirtless. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like all the other teachers just taking like off their shirts. A huge koi on my back. That's what uh, I want. Yeah. yeah. What, what's your rumor that you would want spread at your workplace? At my workplace? Um, that I grant wishes. Mm. Yeah. But you have to capture me. How many wishes? No one ever knows. Oh, uh, let's say one and a half. Okay. <laughs> so let's see. My first two, wish. two, but the third one's for me. And I always wish to eat you. Interesting. Here's what I'm wondering. If I, if there were a genie, I could be like, hey, uh, I, I fill up a notebook with like, uh, Saker has a million dollars. Saker has a mansion. Saker, and then I go to the genie and I say, my wish is for everything in this notebook to be true. That's one wish, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure the genie wouldn't get pissed off. And I feel like the genies are like civil servants, right? Okay. If you treat them with respect and like are, and you don't hit, get them at a bad time, uh-huh. they'll, they'll help you out. But if okay. you try to fuck with them, they're gonna they're gonna fuck you so much harder. My question, I guess, is would the genie even have the power to grant that? Is that within his rights? I mean, where does this arbitrary three come from? Is it some genie council? Is it just laws of nature? I think it uh, well three is a, a symbolic number in a lot of uh, different religions and cultures. So like okay. the the Holy Trinity of the I would wish I wish for this Father Son and the Holy Ghost <laughs> course, to yes. lay their hands upon me and uh, bring me up into heaven. Okay, um, but first I would wish for heaven to be real. Oh, I read a book once that talked about how heaven is real by Kevin Sorbo, Constan Mufflino, or some child who died. I think his name was Constan. Constant Mufflino. <laughs> wrote a, a small child wrote a book about how heaven's real you don't remember heaven is real as a kid who like died medically for eight minutes or something and when he woke up he saw heaven and dictated not read a book to his <laughs> publisher and then he came out like 10 years later and was like yeah my parents forced me to do all this and i made it all up and you know all this shit that i saw i didn't really see you don't remember this whole thing? No. No. Heaven Const- is real. Constant Mufflina. Constant, Constant Mufflina. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that's all I remember about Constant. All right. Well. Speaking of 
Mufflettas. We've got some New Orleans jazz for you today. Oh, and how, buddy. <laughs> the episode this week is about the Brothers Cregan. Oh, I love these album episodes. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. This is a uh, this is a big one. We've got uh, twelve tracks of, uh, of eleven tracks, and then one entire cd's worth of song yeah well i saw what was it like a 13 or 14 minutes <laughs> oh, jesus christ yeah it was like, too long because i saw that the the i got the whole album thing and it was like 55 minutes long yeah. and like i hit track track 12 at like 43 yep, minutes and i'm like me too that this there cannot be 13 minutes of this oh but there was what made you think that that could not be true i don't know because it was i thought that just the guy was like <laughs> the guy who had recorded it had left like a bunch like a, a long tail oh of there was some like funny thing yeah, at the yeah. end sure yeah that but no been. no or, or there was like a secret song or something yeah like i could have just been waiting for that i guess sure yeah um but we'll get to that in time what a what a what an album we've got we've what got a fucking album man we've got guest stars I we've got uh, this album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you texted me with a rare text message, which is like, this is a masterpiece. It this was. album is, is incredible. This album is unbelievably good. It's great. And I was kind of blown away by that. <laughs> I think that it was it was not only it was just that I came in with such low expectations, like bottom of the fucking barrel. I just sure. expected, you know, Jim talking about like his coke can penis. Yeah, the whole right. time. I want to put my evil up inside your skull. <laughs> You compare a lot of things to grocery store objects. Tuna can penis, Coke penis, uh, diaper box Sorry, penis. His, his, his microphone penis. <laughs> You're just looking around the room now. His chair penis. His exercise <laughs> Broken chair penis. penis. Yes, sure. <laughs> Carnival mask penis. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I was expecting, like, I bottom of the barrel. Like, I just was expecting to hate it. And the fact that I liked it was great. And also, I think that it was... We spent so We spent so much time listening to albums in the late bnl career right it was so wonderful to like jump back into when they were just like silly boys doing silly shit mm. like that's true i think that there was something happened in the ppe and probably before is when they started feeling like it probably when they went platinum um they started feeling like what they said mattered like they owed something to yeah people. like they were trying to like like oh a lot of people are listening to our music so we have to make it right. good and yeah. i think that comes through like that that like desperation yep. to like be relevant and the matter but here it's fucking guys talking about buying shoes and shit yeah that was amazing for sure i think listening to jim on this album makes me uh realize that bnn bnl often reigned in his wilder impulses which uh i like it when they shine um yeah i i am fucking flabbergasted out of all the songs on this fucking album tiny little song was the one they picked why to put on I think I think you should, or maybe you should drive. Or no, it was a uh, yeah. pirate ship, right? Uh, no, it was maybe you should drive. Okay, yeah, maybe you should drive. Um, yeah, fucking wild. And also, why the fuck? How the fuck did we get Spider in my room? I love ya, and in the drink from Jim when there is solid fucking gold on this album. Well, that's what's all the songs in this album, except for the thirteen minute one, are a hundred thousand times better than fucking Spider in my room. Well, yes, better than Spider in my room, better than in the drink, better than I love you. You're yeah. right; those are the weakest Jim songs. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they were trying. Like the BNL was afraid of him. They're like, my God, this guy's these these Creekin brothers. They're just too good. We have to make him have to make him look like shit. Do you think they took the shittiest songs the Jim suggested to them and put them on BNL? Well, I think that what they saw the brothers Creekin, uh-huh. and then Steve was like, uh, I don't like that these guys are really good. I want I want to front me like I'm the big boy here. Right. And he's jumping up and down and screaming. 
Freeman and stuff. And they're like, hey, guys, we put this whole album out. Can we put one of our songs? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can put a five second song on. I'll give you five fucking seconds. <laughs> I would bet that that was the Krieg's, Krieg's Delight, as I call it, is they wanted to have Tiny Little Song on the album. Oh my God. Because it's just like, hey, what if we threw it in? Wouldn't this be fun? Um, I don't, if it, what I was flabbergasted by is how much you liked this album. It is wildly improvisational and jazzy. And I know you're not a big jazz guy. Well, I didn't say I just have never got into jazz because I felt like there was, I was kind of scared by it, intimidated by it. And you think now that this is not, I'm not scared by this at all. Listening to two pasty white Canadian boys doing it. Doing a a black art form is your entry point. Pasty white Canadian boys to take me by the hand and lead me into the (laughs) shallow end of the pool. Sure. And let me splash around a little bit when I can touch the bottom. Put your water wings on you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, it just su- it surprised me that you liked this this Well, much. actually, this is uh, known as a, u- a unique acoustic jazz funk pop sound dubbed spaz. Yes, <laughs> I wrote that down as well. Spaz. I hate that. I mean, that's a very early 90s term to call people spazzes. You yeah. know what I mean? Because doesn't it have a negative connotation? In, uh, like a spaz in america it's just kind of nothing like you know you're you're, you're but in britain i know that it's a like a, a slur yeah well i thought that like i thought there was like a medical uh well, thing s- where spastic is what it comes from right yeah okay maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe i thought there was some sort of uh, uh yeah there was like a some American celebrity or like news commentator got in huge hot water because she went over to Britain and referred to somebody as like a, a spaz. Oh boy, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a slur over there. Um, and in fact, I probably shouldn't even be saying it here. Huh? Yeah, this uh, I'm, even I'm, though nobody really doesn't really. Why apply. we need to stop using the word spaz? Two words you need to remove from your vocabulary. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really term. say that word at all. Yeah, except no, in this context. I don't yeah, yeah. And and when we say spaz, listeners, we're referring to the uh, unique acoustic jazz funk pop sound <laughs> of this album. Just like whenever we talk about jizz on the show, we're referring to <laughs> the <laughs> the Star Wars jazz. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what do you think the derivation was? Obviously, the A Z Z in spaz was jazz, but the sp is like special or <laughs> spicy i think they or... just uh spicy, <laughs> spicy, go with spicy. <laughs> i like that um like i didn't know what this album was going into it yeah so like i wasn't sure if it was all instrumental yeah i wasn't sure i was guessing there would be scatting boy was i right <laughs> on that yeah. there's a lot of scatting on this album um and it is very early it's it's reminiscent of early gym, right? Yeah. It is not the inline bowline gym. It's certainly not the Paul Chambers gym, yeah. right? Uh, this is back when, yeah, like you said, he's more experimentational. He's uh-huh. more, but there are thoughtful pieces. Yeah, like going from yeah. like shopping shopping for shoes to uh, the question is, like, yeah, the answer is uh, nothing. Well, let's let's existential. Talk, let's talk. Uh, Let's uh, talk about piece the song piece. names for some reason. For some reason, they felt the need to drop all their G's in. Um, present perfect verbs or present progressive taken fallen i didn't even notice that song <laughs> yeah. except track 12 which is opening the window oh yeah which yeah, is yeah. very strange yeah um you think it's a code they think they're trying to tell us something oh shit okay so in each one of these tracks we need to look for the missing letter shop in for shoes so g the question is is which should be then question is so gn uh, <laughs> clown song uh, which should be clown schlong. So G N C H. We're getting so G N C. That's okay. uh, the vitamin store. C H. Uh, <laughs> tiny little song. It should be little tiny song with 
E instead of an a Y. So C H E G N C Ch. Sing a lot. Sing a lot. Save a lot. Off the deep end. So G N C chives. I think we have to go shopping for chives at G N C. Um. Yeah. G N C sells chives. Sure. It's like a supplement store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they also have a fresh chive section. Probably sell like chive oil or something. Oh, probably chive milk. Chive milk. Gotta go to G N C pick up some chive for the kids. Everyone had to juice an onion. Just drink it down. I wonder if they do sell onion juice. Someone has to, right? Why? Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> it's a rough it's a job. $10,000 idea. Somebody's got to do it. Uh, let's talk about each of the tracks. Yes, let's, let's go through that. them. So Shopping for Shoes is our first track here. Um, hoobity-boobity. Yes. <laughs> this opens the album, doesn't yeah, it? Very jazzy opening with bongos, piano, bass. Very nice bass line. Like it showcases Jim's versatility like right out the gate. Yes, yeah. Um, I think I would have enjoyed this album more just listening to the first track here if it were an instrumental album because I love the jazz parts of this. But as soon as we jump into the lyrics a little bit, um, <laughs> I mean, the song is too weird. This is no, this is what I want from fucking BNL. Like, I don't want songs about their political views. I don't want songs about like how everyone is everyone's too plugged in yeah i don't i I mean i want good life and i want shopping for shoes like i want song like this song spoke to me in a way that like bnl songs haven't spoke to me in a long time who hasn't gone shopping for shoes (laughs) but it's a metaphor right like i'm in the market for new running shoes so like they were already on my fucking mind like (laughs) this is what like modern bnl is missing like you know but here's the thing is that like classic bnl isn't shopping for shoes because classic bnl has setups punchlines and twists the the humor in classic bnl is like the the push and pull of the expectation and the pulling the rug or pulling the football out beneath you this is just like boo shoes shoes that are nice shoes that are good like there's no- <laughs> gonna have a real good time because i'm a real good dancer <laughs> yeah like ow hurt <laughs> this hurt me absolutely no expectation or like i guess it's funny in that it's totally random like it's penguin pirate humor. gotta head back to the store cause I can't have shoes that'll hurt me <laughs> but it's there's nothing to it right gotta have a receipt Scott okay. Roma. <laughs> you've checked out um, the one thing that I do the lyric that I take the most offense from in this song is that uh, he's looking for shoes that are fast shoes are <laughs> does he think that he's gonna find a pair and he's just gonna take off like the fucking roadrunner i feel like there are clunky shoes right and then there are shoes you can go fast in sure there are shoes that are sleek perhaps yeah shoes that are aerodynamic but yeah. shoes that are fast no no yeah. no my friend no fast shoes here i don't know this is gold but you were you really this is gold. i loved it like <laughs> I just wanted a song about fucking shoes the whole time, and I didn't know. I like when Jim is like singing with the bass. Uh-huh. He's like, doo, 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 huh. yeah, he's like playing it on. He's playing it on the bass too. I'm like, oh man, I wish he had done that the whole time. So I think he probably is, does. They just don't mic him. This is <laughs> this is gonna be a a uh, a through line for this album. I think is that you just want nonsense. You don't care if it. Makes sense or has expectations. This makes perfect sense. It's a song about buying fucking shoes. What's there to? What's there? But it's not funny. I thought it was great. <laughs> I, I didn't say I, I mean, didn't great. laugh. It doesn't have to be funny. Okay. Come okay. on now. Come on now. All now. Right. Like, <laughs> it's right. not the shoe, but the soul inside. Yeah. Zager. So it doesn't matter if the shoes are fast or the shoes are clunky or the sh- if if it has soul. That's great. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I'm glad you like this song. I mean, he's setting the tempo. He's setting the tempo and the expectation for the album. Yeah. 
Okay. Like, hey. So what's the expectation is, that he's setting? That this is going to be a fucking experimental album. I wrote a song about shoes. And then here comes the... See, he's, it's the perfect album because he's like... He starts out with like, oh, this is just going to be a silly fucking flip album about shoes and shit. And then, bam, right into the question is. Okay, let's talk about the question is. Um, tell me about the question is. You like this one? It's real plomp and bass, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely plomping. <laughs> yeah. The question is, why save humanity? Um... Because it won't matter? Like... This, he goes from shoes to existential dread. Y- yes. Uh, immediately. Um, very depressing song. What what good would it do if somebody saved humanity? We're all stuck like little clams in the mud. Yeah. Um, this is uh, an unintell- unintelligible song without a lyric sheet, though. Yeah, like, it's this- hard to... I mean, I, I caught most of it without a lyric sheet. Did you really? Yeah, except, I thought it was totally incomprehensible. Except for the, uh, like, soulful moans for the entire bridge. Oh, where, like, the bridge, they're just going... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wrote uh, uh, a lot of breathing on this song. Like <laughs> I did it. I like a lot of little things. <laughs> like it's a very breathy song. Yeah, they recorded this on a four track in like their basement. I, well, it's very naturalistic, which is nice. You can hear the bow sounds oh, across yeah. the strings and like the scraping and the fingers, and it's very underproduced, which I think has a lot of merit to it. Um, sort of that that production style of not a whole lot of production, um, but uh, I think it benefits from being so stripped down because this one for a long, it's just kind of bass and voice mm-hmm. for a lot of it. Um, which I think is novel at first and cool. And then the song goes on and you're like, okay, this is a long song to just be bass and voice this whole time. every moment of it. I know you did, buddy. Yeah. Um, All there is is being abused. That's why I got on this podcast so I can be abused by Sager. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. I think you, di- you did what was right for you. And that's all that matters, right? Um, I'm kind of happy that as Jim goes along, he drops his weird jazz proclivities. I know that's hard for you to take it. I think it made him a more interesting singer, but I think that was not in the context of BNL. Of BNL, I agree a hundred percent with you. Yes, like, yeah. You're giving me a face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but take all my teeth out, put them in your eyes. I looked at the uh, information about this. This was Andy who sang this. I cannot tell these <laughs> boys apart. Like they sound exactly the same to me for some reason. Do you hear the ships and dip version of the question is? No. Oh, buddy boy, there are ships and dips all over this album. You missed them all? I didn't go I didn't look oh, for any of them. Friend. Tell me about it. Um Ed on drums while uh, uh Andy's on piano and Jim's on bass, yeah. I like it a lot more. It feels very small jazz club when Andy adds those keys and Ed's on some like little drums. Yeah. Uh, the room is fucking loud. Nobody is listening to these three virtuosos. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, people are just like talking well, and I, having a chill time. I feel like on the ships and dip cruise, like you, you get your fill of BNL right away. Maybe so. Maybe this was also like 2 a.m. and people were like, I'm tired of BNL. I just want to find a hookup for the night and get yeah. back to my room. <laughs> they also did it in the bathroom. Yeah, that was the other part of this. They you called it the bathroom hand, session. Hand, yeah. <laughs> loud people. <laughs> <laughs> big, huge poops. Big at the buffet again. <laughs> uh, Jim's whole body gets really gets into the music. like, And I think that's a, a, a basic Jim thing, though. He's a real good dancer. Yeah. Self-proclaimed. When he's got those shoes on. Do you think he is? Oh, God. Undoubtedly. Yeah. You don't think so? I think he's got... I bet he's got rhythm. Well, here's the thing is that this isn't Jim. This is Andy. No, I'm talking about the first song. Oh. She says he's a good dancer. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I'm wondering if if he is. Because I feel like he's definitely got rhythm, right? Right. He's got like... You can... 
when you see him dance, you f- you know that he feels the beat in his bones. Yeah. But I don't... How graceful do you think he yeah, is? Yeah, I do think maybe he's more like an Elaine, where it's very, like, staccato, like, he more interpretive dance than it is dance. I think that, yeah, he... I feel like every dance is just him pretending to play the bass. Like oh, bass, no. Like he's just going... <laughs> oh, that's bad. God, I hope not. And he thinks that's good. Yes. <laughs> that's kind of... If I pretend to play the bass, people will think that I'm actually doing it? Is that his interpretation of... Yes. Okay, cool. Great. Let's move on, because you're acting like a clown right now, buddy. Oh, man. Clown song? Favorite song on the fucking album. Are you serious? Okay, yeah. This is neither uh, Jim nor Andy here. Uh, this is a third singer, John Millard, who is perhaps an asylum patient. <laughs> this song is so fucking weird. Yeah, Andy on front. So we start off with like a nice, almost classical yes. opening. Yeah. And then some falsetto singing and then like other, <laughs> other choral types sort of like going. I can actually picture a fucking clown like on the trapeze because like the music was evocative of that. Like especially as the music swells and starts to get sort of jangly. And then, uh, yeah, then it's just a list of clown shit. It is so fun. This is, I wrote that this is every bad impulse put into early gym songs collected oh, no, in one place. No, man, this was so much fun because I was like, okay, they're just going to list clown shit. This is no good. Uh, man, I wish there was a nightmare turn. But then they gave me a fucking <laughs> there nightmare, was a nightmare turn. turn. The clown went real, real dark. Yeah. No, like when he's, I was like, listen, I'm like, oh, come on. And then like, he's like, don't, don't let it bother you that i can handle a knife yeah <laughs> i'm just i'm just a man i'm a man i will survive it's, and then he starts telling you riddles how could you not like this it was a cute i wrote that it was a cute little song about an insane clown man who needs a place to sleep for the night yeah like i was into it by the end I was, guess who i am or also, your daughter is mine yes it's very rubble stilt skin it's very pretty by the end too like this yeah. song does go it goes dark it goes light i like it did you figure out the riddles? I figured no, out the first one. You're a riddle man. Yes. Like, like I, I didn't even try because I, I'm bad at riddles and they make me mad. Well, let me, how let stupid me, I am. I'll give you some clues. Ready? Okay. Um, I'm carried in pockets. <laughs> I know. I fly in the sky. Well, let me do it for the listeners. Okay. I'm carried in pockets. I fly in the sky saying I am not, but things I can buy. Right? This is the one I got. So, uh, carried in pockets, fly in the sky. Ignore that for now. Saying I am not is what got me there eventually. Right? What would you call someone who is insane, perhaps? Oh no, more than that. Think you're also in Canada. Hoser. Things I can buy. What can you use? Oh, loon. A loon. Yeah, carried in pockets, fly in the sky, saying I am not the things I can buy. Yeah, that was, I'm pretty sure. No, I think you're right. The second riddle I could not get. For no money at all, this is what I like to do. Crossed on my head, standing still is a skill, so my fluttery friends can get their fill. Is it a bird bath? I mean, it's not really a riddle in that case. He's just describing a bird bath, which is fine, I guess. Well, I guess you don't lose your daughter. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair. With the crusts on my head, do bird baths have crusts on their head? I don't know. With bread? Bread, uh, bread scattered, scattered oh, bread? Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe but like standing a, still is a skill, though. Like, a, what is it? A quiet lake? I don't... That you throw the crust... Cr- bread, bread thrown onto a quiet lake. <laughs> Loon! Loon is the answer! I do like his final riddle. If I need to sleep, can I snooze under your roof? <laughs> like, that's not a riddle. You just need a place to stay tonight, buddy. <laughs> well, it's got an answer. Yeah, the answer is no. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> um, oh, I love that song. Love the song. Do you think that much of this album was improvised because the line riddles i tell you won't find in a store 
after the last one, let's hang out some more. It's <laughs> such like an improvised line to me. Well, keep in mind, they're like 23 fucking years old, these yeah. guys at this point. Yeah. Like 23, 24. So yeah. like, I don't know what kind of songs you could write as a 23-year-old. Uh, let's see. I was doing 2D6 at 24. So guess what, buddy? I was making the best music of my life at 24 <laughs> years old. I am 6 and What is this? Hey, still got that on my rap track, kid. There you go. See? I was making jams back then. Um, the bowed bass breakdown after the second chorus is great. Um, I cannot stand that falsetto anymore. It was fucking killing me. Andy in my left ear going, bee, 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 bee. <laughs> I loved it. Ugh. But this was a good song. I'm, I did a, like I'm a clown. I'm a clown. <laughs> Fucking weird. God, you went from like Bozo to Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, shall we move on to uh, Little Tiny? Yeah, sure. Tiny Little. Um, Same as on the album? It is like, <laughs> like, eventually I realized that it did sound a little deeper and like the bass is mooing, mm-hmm. which was fun. <laughs> and I don't know why they didn't keep that for the album. Um, but yeah, other than that, why does this exist? Why, why did they write it? Why did they put it on two fucking albums? <laughs> well, yeah, I think we we sort of hit the nail on the head where be, like they wanted to include some Brothers Krieg and shit, but they didn't want a fifteen minute song. Like they didn't want because it, it it doesn't jive with the like BNL sound. But imagine right? I don't, imagine Steve doing clown song. Give me a knife. <laughs> that could have been used in his deposition later, perhaps. That's so. fair. That's fair. Hey, speaking of, we should report BNL news as it happens. This is ancient history by when you're listening to this in July. Um, but uh, Bernigan Ladies did an AMA on Reddit to promote their uh, Last Summer on Earth tour um, and had some real bad takes on shit. <laughs> like, real, like, weird things that they said. There were two in specific. Um... One was a, um, uh, it was somebody asked like, Hey, what do you think about the city of, um, something New York, uh, Fayetteville, New York, which I had to research is where Steve lives. Right. Uh Ed's, uh, Kevin said, we hear it's an exciting time. Ed said, we're all big fans of the show cops. Yikes. What a weird thing to say about... Is it a non sequitur or just uh, that the cops caught the Stephen thing, Page? I guess just the, yeah, that the Stephen Page lives there and so there has to be lots of cops or I don't know. Somebody else asked, when are you guys getting Mr. Page back? Ed responded, as soon as Johnny gets Amber back. Fucking yikes. Like, <laughs> let's refer to domestic abuse and like... Alleged. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. I don't want the lawyers coming after me for this one. But just like woefully out of touch answers for this. I don't know. I just thought it was a bummer. Also, like I don't know. In the context of an AMA, like I don't know. I, I mean, give your answer. I give people a little. Yeah, I give people a little leeway because they don't have any time to think. Yeah, yeah. Although they have all the time to think because they have to fucking type it in anyway. I guess. Yeah. I've never done an AMA, so I don't know. We should do an AMA. <laughs> So no one can log yeah. on and... We could do it on our fucking uh, Discord and have our three friends come ask us questions. It's fine. No, thanks. We have a permanent AMA on our Discord, actually. You can come <laughs> in and just ask us questions. We'll answer them. Um, number five, sing a lot. <laughs> what a strange title. Wild um, Bass. He's slapping those strings. So, yes. The percussion on the body of the strings of the bass is fucking wonderful. 
It is like syncopated and like beautiful, man. Like the, the sheer joy of this song just filled me up. It was like, I like to sing a lot. I, I really like to sing. It's like a song that you would make up like in the shower or something. You're just, <laughs> you're just so, so happy and so excited to be able to like use your voice that you're just going, you're just going ham. I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, was, that's the only lyric of the song. Yeah. I, I like to sing, sing a lot. Singing is fun. Fun good to us. Sing, sing. It's an excuse for harmonies. Yeah. It's an excuse for fun percussion. And beyond that, it is meaningless garbage. Falsetto moan. What do you want, man? I want songs that have substance and meaning to them. You want story songs. I want songs that paint a picture. No, that last song is fine with this me. This painted a perfect picture of like... A like, man who likes to sing. A young man who is in the fullness of his talent and uh, joie de vivre. And he's just, just vim and vigor walking down the street. Like, I imagine like a 19, like 40s Looney Tunes where the sun's like got a face on it. Uh -huh. And like like a frog in a tuxedo waves hello to him. And he's just like one of those things where his, you can see his, his leg gets really long as he, yeah. as he, as he walks. They keep like, on trucking legs. Yeah, sure. exactly. Exactly. He's just walking down the street. He's got his thumbs jammed into the front of his... Uh, <laughs> He's fucking suspenders. Yeah. He's got a little scally, like a newsy cap on. Got his little satchel full of papers he's going to deliver. And he's like, I like to sing. I like to sing. I'm singing. I mean, this is this is the point at which you actually have to stop Flo considering. Flowers are bopping along. Like, <laughs> painted a picture All of for them me. have faces. Yeah, everything has a face. You need to stop considering the voice, the lyrics here. And start considering the voice and instrument in this song. Yes. Because they're scatting. This is the point, though, where I turned on scatting for this album. I was like, I cannot listen any more scatting. Never turned on scatting. Every, <laughs> That's unreal. Every moment just made it better. How strange. Because usually you are anti-scat man. What? No. Aren't you? I usually love scatting. Oh. Yeah, maybe I misinterpreted that. All right. I don't know. All right. I just... The bongos Sc in the end. Scats are my hand claps. Oh, interesting. I want more scatting. Okay. All right. Uh, your people call you Fella Fitzgerald. You're a guy who loves your scatting. That's what they call me, Ella Fitzgerald. Fella, because you're a guy. Taking out the garbage. More like Fella Shits Gerald. Yeah, smell of Shits Gerald. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's the lyric. Because I like the smells of them. Oh, you gotta love the smell Sometimes of I just, I'll just take a big one and won't flush it down. Like when I got the house to myself, just won't flush it down and then I'll, I'll do my work in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> well, you'll just stay in there with it? Yeah. Just, let just it, keep it some company. Let it, let it marinate a little bit. Um, what is taking out the garbage about? Is it a metaphor? Is it an excuse for more kick-ass percussion? Yeah, did they literally smash, like, garbage can lids for this? I guess that's what it sounded like. Possibly. I mean, I could see them being super on the nose like that. It's like delightful, a delightful cacophony is what the fucking song begins with. Yeah, but then he starts calling out, like, Mr. Clean and Glad Bags by name and he's Drano. Just, he's talking about doing housework. Again, this is incredibly relatable to me because I spend <laughs> most of my day doing housework. I hate that this album was written in 10 minutes and you're like, this is a work of genius. Well, here's this the thing. This is so good. Here's he the thing. He likes to sing and he does housework. Can you believe it? I just want someone to speak to my experience. It's just, you know, now that I've passed the target demographic, like I, I when well, someone- I, You're when right. Some, when something speaks to me, it speaks hard, it speaks loud. I wrote in my notes, hell yeah, Jim's like me, mow the lawn, baby. Because <laughs> I love mowing the lawn. And then he gets like a little bit weird. Like, give me a clat, I'll declaw it. Give me a dog, I'll fix it. Well, that's weird because, like, I think all of those things are bad. He's saying that they're bad. Give me a cloud, I'll call it. I'll cage a bird. I'll tank a fish. Except fixing a dog is part of that list. That's a weird, like, I, that's not bad. That's I good. Just, I, I think they're just, like... You're they, doing things that hurt the animals. 
And, For well, the most part, not caging a bird or putting a fish in a fish. I think it's just it just domestic things you do to animals. Oh, so there was no metaphor there. We are just talking so. about tasks that he has. I, I mean, do you think? Did you think this song was a metaphor? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he was just I listening. Was fucking house, house housework. Deeply for more to say about. He's a human dynamo. Uh, yeah, well, he is that. Hey, how about give me a spider and I'll be stepping on it? Excuse me? He's scared of spiders. Well, then you know the, if you rains do that, for 12 it years. causes the great flood. Yeah, <laughs> that God will rain down smite upon you. Um, so that lyric really upset me. So he knows the garbage man, though, right? I know this guy from like class or something. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't want to take out the trash. Like he's doing. He's like listing all these chores that he'll do, but he doesn't want to take out the trash. Is that what it was? I, I guess so. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, the lyrics I, I, I can't find the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. So. So like. Who the fuck knows. He's like dissociating at the end, though, right? Where he's like, "Nice tree, nice tree." <laughs> Dogs don't usually bite. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, because his dog was biting that person. He was walking his dog, and he's like, "Yeah." But then he starts talking about nice tree nice instead tree. of nice like, dog. It's like Canadian psycho. Like yeah. he's just like. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets like. You know, Pleasantville sort of thing where he's just got this smile on his face as he slowly goes about his day, but he's got a freezer full of chopped up people. Sure, yeah. You ever listen to Alanis Morris? <laughs> She's really a genius. Have you heard her first album, Alanis, the dance pop album? Um, This really got me thinking about BNL, right? Tempering down Jim's indie sensibilities in the best way possible. But now, of course, I feel like Jim has fallen too far onto the side of boring songs right so i want andy just released andy work four we have to cover the andy work albums at some point in the sure. future but i want andy to pull jim back to the dark side there's not been a brothers cregan album since the early 2000s mm-hmm. i think it's time for another fucked up weird ass take a hiatus from bnl brothers cregan album sure it also made me wonder how jim and kev get along in bnl because we don't really see them interact a lot, right? They, we don't see them. They're not allowed being, to make eye contact. I know that. Maybe not. Because Ed and Ty definitely seem like the, like, give me that good old rock and roll. Whereas Kevin Jim are both like, let's get the the throat singer from, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it, and I can understand having one weird guy in your <laughs> band to, like, sort of inject the weirdness. But having Kev and Jim seems so funny to me. Well, they, they seem like different types of musical weird. Like, Jim is like the jazzy improv guy, and Kev is like the... Is Kev- this a noise? Yeah. <laughs> Kev's like a sound project Has anyone guy. ever done this before? <laughs> Can we put that on an album? <laughs> yeah, basically. So, like, they're, they're very different types of musical weird, I think. Yeah, maybe so, I guess. Like... Jim's like, oh yeah, that's a, and a B sharp major, and then we're gonna do a arpeggio up to a C, and, and Kev's like, I like the sound that comes out when I put my fingers down. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think he actually knows or understands music. He just like lets it. Oh, <laughs> he just feels it. He just becomes a font for some like extra planar creature that fucking... that like puppets him. That's <laughs> okay. why he loves puppets so much because sure. he spends so much time sure. being one. He does this uh, fucking eight-hour improvised piano sonata, and it's just like his eyes rolled back in his head and his fingers moved. <laughs> yeah. um, foam coming out of his mouth. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> shitting himself. Uh, fallen. Feel just like I'm fallen. <laughs> okay. For the first time. Cool. Uh, uh, pretty piano work. Yeah, gentle pian- piano. Piano. <laughs> Here's your, of, here's your metaphor, bud. This is the one you wanted, right? What were, I, yeah, I didn't. I don't have the lyrics in front of me. What was the metaphor again? 
uh, he's talking about being in a tree, falling out of a tree, right? Uh-huh. But the tree has like a relationship. Yeah. Like, I need some time to find the ground. Like, sure. This is a nice metaphor. Like if a little belabored, like it's a whole song about it. Like we get it. The tree is a relationship. She, it's a woman or something. Right. Right. I mean, this is like fucking gentle Jim. Like this is the gentle Jim who sings about how, how happy he is to be in a neighborhood. How, like, this, this is the is Peter Burr in the court. Is Jim. Jim. Like, yeah, we get this guy. Like where the fuck was this guy in the, in like the, the PPE albums? Yeah. Yeah. That'd I mean, be nice. So now I know that like, because we had thought that like he matured and like aged into him, aged into this like calm, like easy breezy Jim. But he, this guy was always there. Yeah. Like what the fuck? What the fuck, man? Hiding. Yeah. Why'd you, <laughs> in the drink, dude? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we come up with in the drink. Yeah. What a fucking weird. I don't know. Like the other boys only wanted Nightmare Cregan, right? Yeah, I guess so. Well, then why did they choose t- little tiny song? Well, whatever. Because I think they had to appease Andy. Oh, sure. Ron Krieg died. Ron <laughs> <laughs> Krieg died. Sure. Um, yeah, how do you think BNL would be different if Jim was the one who left and Andy stayed? And Andy stayed. Well, they'd need, instead of getting Kevin, they wouldn't have Kev because Andy would do pianos. They need a different bassist. They need a bassist. So who's the bassist? Uh, Flea. <laughs> I don't know. Is Flea a guitarist? Flea's a bassist. Yep, you're oh, right. Okay, I got it. Okay. He's like right. one of the biggest bassists. Okay. I hear Flea is in the new Obi-Wan show. Probably. Okay. But, uh, but they get Gene are... Simmons from the band Kiss. Oh, your son's favorite band. Yeah, he loves Kiss now. Mm-hmm. Um, this song has a lot of weird, sudden, jarring key changes in it, uh, which maybe reflects the mental state of the narrator. Possibly. There you go. Hard there you go. See, no, I think you're. I think you're. I think you're feeling it, man. All right. You wanted. You wanted a deep metaphor. This is a deep metaphor. Yeah. And then we got that accordion melodica, oh, whatever it is. Yes. Oh, this is a long song, though. It's very long. Yeah, Too yeah. long, perhaps. Um, should we go to Scared Song? Yeah. Scared Song. Now, this one was a jam. Fast piano riff, bowed bass. Oh, yeah. This feels like like a grunge song from hey, the 90s. A monster. Yeah, man. Like, it was very, it's a very, uh, uh, you know, unlike everything else on this album, this could be a Pearl Jam song rather than like an art song. That sound, go listen to it again and you'll hear it. It sounds like he's like doing a little grungy voice. I'm a monster. Yeah. <laughs> right, maybe not exactly Eddie Vedder. Who scared the burglar? <laughs> um, that bossa nova sort of call and yeah. response near <laughs> the middle. Very, very cool. Everything on this album is like, uh, uh, like jerky and sudden and jarring. Like. Stop. We're going to do call and response. Stop. Bossa Nova. Stop. Okay, back to grunge. Stop. Like, <laughs> it's like nothing hangs on for longer than a minute or so. I think that might be why I like it so much, because I never got bored. It's very, yeah, good for good for ADHD folks, this album. <laughs> it's just like... You know me. Yeah, you're you're uh, unmedicated. <laughs> I can barely pay attention to anything. Uh, that would have been fun in concert. I would have loved to have seen a Brothers Krieg in concert. Let's take a time machine back to the early 90s. <laughs> How much do you think it would cost to get him to perform at, at your birthday party? Damn. Well, Andy, a couple hundred bucks and a flight from Montreal. Jim, way more money than that. Free. You don't. You don't pay with money. Oh shit. Oh, I just need to take a lot of blood from you, <laughs> like an enormous amount. Um. But it's okay. I've done this before. You'll feel sick though. Yeah. 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 You're gonna feel real bad. But that's okay. You're off for the next couple months, right? Um, good, 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 good. Two and a half months, yeah. I'm off, buddy. Well, by the time people listen to this, one and a half months. Do you ever, you know, like, I know teachers have to get summer jobs and stuff. Do you ever just consider selling blood, like donating plasma? No, I've never done that. Not donating, but selling. Selling plasma. I mean, you got nothing but time. But you only get, like, 50 bucks, and you can only do it once a month. Well, no. I mean, for the first, like, uh, like, I think it's eight or, depending on where you go, 
like eight or nine times, you get you can make like I don't know, 400, 500 bucks a month. A month for like the first like because the, they get you in with like the the high prices and then they they taper you off. Oh, I see. So my first time could be uh, bonanza. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I might have to do that Your then. Your body's a gold mine, man. I buy bodies a wonderland for sure. Yeah, you, you could donate organs. You could sell organs. You could oh, sell shit. blood. You could sell semen. I was just going to DoorDash this summer, <laughs> but selling my semen sounds way more fun. You might have... Here's the thing, though. I think 35 or 40... I don't remember which one's the cutoff for, for uh, sperm donor. You get too old. Yeah. You're, your you're, your you're, babies will be born too old. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Yodas. Yeah. Little Grogus. Little Grogus. Little Grogus. Um, ships and dip version oh. of Scared Song. Um, I didn't realize this was Jim. Thought it was Andy, but it's Jim <laughs> as I'm watching this version. Uh, I, I love the fucking riff. It's a lovely little the piano riff. Very life affirming. Mm -hmm. And again, Ed on the drums. I don't know if he knows this song or he's just really talented at listening for changes because he's like playing right along with him. He's very talented. Ed is a talented man. In case Weird. you didn't know, the, the, the Barenaked Ladies were a talented Multi-instrumental <laughs> platinum uh, album <laughs> yeah. winning Juno award uh, nominated and successfully yeah, he's lifetime good. achievement award guy <laughs> musician is really good at music. <laughs> Let's get to the next one. Places. What? 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 Places? No, I, I, was, I want to talk about all the people that, that in the song. Which song? The scared song. Oh, okay, go ahead. Like he's talking, like gives a list, like a fucking random list of people. Uh huh. Like a burglar, a Samaritan, like an Olympian, a rock star, the prime minister. Uh huh. Public ruler, liar, juggler, musician, general, employees. Uh huh. Like just. <laughs> that was weird to me. <laughs> Well, is he comparing them to monsters? No, he's saying like he he is a monster, right? And he's like he's like I get the blame for everything that's bad. Like, okay, I do all this stuff. Or, okay, I, I, everything that bad that happens is my is apparently my fault. But yeah, and he's like I'm just I'm just gonna quit being a monster. I really this may have been my favorite song on the album. Do you think that like Monsters Inc. was based on the song? The scared song. Yeah, yeah. it was optioned. Yeah, that's very possible. I see a lot of shades of Mike Wazowski in this song. So do you think Mike Wazowski was based on Andy and Sully was based mm, on uh, yep. the pilot, Sully Sullenberg? Yes. <laughs> Andy and uh, what was his first name? Captain Sullenberger. Yeah, Captain. What the fuck was his first name? Henry. Tom, Tom Hanks. Tommy. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know. Anything else to say about that one? No, I'm done. I just wanted to pieces. touch back on that one. Thank you. Real quick. You're I appreciate welcome. appreciate it. No problem. We got a special guest star. Ah, oh, this is places sounded like it could have been on snack time. Uh, okay, I'll allow that. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? Because it was just it sounded like the, the lyrics were easy breezy. They were all like kid friendly lyrics. Like I want to go to a place I could learn karate. Yeah. Like there's a laid back bassline, a little bit of a samba beat. You get like sensual Jim, but he gets like all crave quavery and wild. Like he's like, I mean, I can't wish, Andy I can't is fucking weird in this yeah. song. He truly is slipping with the otters. Like I did write, I'm glad that. Andy left and Jim stayed in my notes. Like, I don't think it would be as good of a band had uh, the other, the opposite happened. But like a cow and dish moon, that's a very evocative image of like childhood. What is a cow and dish moon? Like the, the dish ran away with the spoon. Like cow yeah, but hated it, a little guy that feel cow jumped over the moon. It like, looks different. It's like a nurse, head. a nursery rhyme. Yeah, I know. But it's not evocative because we all imagine a different thing when we imagine it. Evocative means it paints a clear picture. Right? Evocative mean it means it evokes something. Yeah, but what it's evoking in me is not the same as what it's evoking in that you. That doesn't matter. It is just evocative. Evocative. 
Yeah, okay. If right. I said it was evocative of childhood, sure. then you could be on me. But I do think it's evocative of childhood for me. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. That's Which is why I think this should be on Snack Time. Yeah. comes from, sure, yeah. Yeah, it's very silly. Although, I don't know if it would fit on Snack Time because it truly sounds like Andy is losing his fucking mind by the final verse. He says, on the toaster, dancing on the toast, swimming around. I know, but that sounds like something a fucking, my fucking kid would say. Like, <laughs> I guess. I'm swimming in peanut butter and jelly sea. I'm on the yeah, toaster. Eating cheese and butter and cream. Is not old enough to do that yet. And um, like, oh, go ahead. I kept... I know. I knew that Alanis Morissette was doing background vocals. Yes. And I kept waiting for her, like, to explode like, outward a little. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. There's a place where I'm sober, a place where I'm wise, <laughs> a place where I'm healthy, baby. Like I expected her Wait, to. And so you can hear her a little, and then it, like definitely at the end, I'm like, ah, oh, there she, she does is. Does a little giggle. Yeah. It's very cute. Well, this is like Alanis, like between uh, now is the time. I think it was a '92, and then Jagged Little Pill, just like, before Jagged Little Pill, like '95. So she's good time to she's catch probably Alanis. already written Jagged Little Pill. But the thing is, like, she's been friends with the Kriegs forever. Like they oh, were really? on that. They were on like talent search together. Really? And I think the Kriegs were in a uh, um, like acapella group that won. Um, like the top and Alanis got runner up. Interesting. So they've been like no they've been together forever. Wow. So they were with her when she was sucking off Uncle Joey in that theater? <sighs> they were probably performing. Oh my god, performing giving him dome? Or they were also <laughs> They were probably singing scared songs. Oh, they were singing. Yeah. Okay, they weren't performing sex acts. No. <laughs> I mean, they might have been. I don't, I don't know. Okay. On each other? Maybe they went on a double date. Um <laughs> <laughs> Jim was going out with Andy, and Alanis is well, going they brought, out. With... They brought girls. Dave. All they right. brought um. I don't know who would they be dating. Which Full House cast member? <laughs> <laughs> Jody Sweeten, the only character I know. Candace Cameron Bure. Candace Bure. Each of them got an Olsen twin. Oh shit. No, that's gross. Well, but, like to, they were being very. They took them to. The they're movie. being very respectful <laughs> yes. about dating a three-year-old. <laughs> we're dating. They just take a kid to the movies. <laughs> a three-year-old kid. Uncle, Uncle Joey was the chaperone. Sure, that makes sense. And that's how he, he was had, getting dome. He was getting dome. He was getting a blumpkin. He was getting chaperone. dome. <laughs> um, so that's, that's just straight up statutory rape, though. Oh, oh no, she was... So, Alanis... Jagged Little Pill... How old is Alanis Morissette? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I know that she's got on record as saying how like, old she is was Alanis taken Morissette? advantage of by a number of like producers and things like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, she was... It was statutory rape. Like she, They weren't like full-on, you know, molesting her, but she definitely was like, yeah, I was... 15. When like, did this album okay. come out? 91? This album came out in 93, I believe. 93. So she would have been 19. Okay. That's a, that's old that's enough. Uh, yeah. Not fun. Not good, but legal. Yeah, I mean, Jim's 24, so it's not yeah. that. I well, mean, I'm just saying her and Dave Coulier. Oh, Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier was probably in his late 20s. How old is Dave Coulier? <laughs> when was Dave? How old is Dave Coulier? <laughs> we'll see. 62. So he was born in 59, and she was born in 74. So he's 15 years older than her. Oh, Ugh. That's, so, so yeah, if he, so we have to assume they were dating before she wrote the pill. The, wrote, wrote, so um, you ought to she learn. was probably 18. Yeah, she'll we'll say. We'll say. And he was 33. Ew. Ew. God. <laughs> I mean, I knew Dave Coulier had some monstrous shit in his past, well, but I, I, that's so so hard for me because they were both legal. Is it predatory? Yeah. I mean, maybe. I think I, I would imagine What if so. it was a one-off? It's consensual. It's just a one-night stand. If there's no I mean, power dynamic in play in terms of a relationship. I don't think it's, again, legal. Check. Again, yes. And can give consent. Yes. So there's no like, but like morally and ethically, I think a 33-year-old and a 19-year-old 
you know, I feel like. What if they're just fucking though? Is what I'm saying. What if it's not a relationship? I don't know the answer. It obviously to this. was a relationship because Alanis was pretty broken up about uh, it. You're right on the cross that she bore. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And you gave them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a go-to karaoke song for me. I love that song. That and Downeaster Alexa. Downeaster Alexa, Toxic. I do a lot of. I did Genie in a Bottle too. I'm realizing how many like '90s uh, girl songs I do. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, learning something new about myself. Uh, the lyrics are meaningless. To places. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, I, it's I wrote, a kid song. I don't know why I wrote about Hugh Everett's Many Worlds theory. Uh, is There is a place where anything is happening? Does that make sense? Is that something yeah, that you see, see, Saker, there are 125 alternate dimensions. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. 125. And there is a place where peanut butter and jelly dance on a toaster. And if you kill the Saker version of that, it makes you more powerful. <laughs> Exciting. You can have as much peanut butter and jelly as you want coming out of you. I've always wanted it. Um, but, but, but the brush drums are nice. Um, that's it. Bienvenue. Oh man, fucking love this one. Oh yeah, why is like, that? Just really great maudlin piano. Then just sort of an angelic chorus. It sounded like soundtrack music, like fucking beautiful soundtrack. Exactly music. Exactly what I wrote. Yep, yeah. it, it's epic. It's interesting, but it's not exactly fun listening. Yeah, it's like heartbreaking, sort of. Yeah, yeah. like it. It's like maybe good working music. Like if I have it on the background, yeah. it would feel like I would put this on my like gaming playlist because I like I have a yeah. game, I have like a, a bunch of like songs that are just like instrumental gaming songs that yes. I put on for background music. But like, this feels weird on this out. This album feels so jumbled and so and definitely front loaded because the back the back <sighs> the last three songs, Bienvenue Shantytown and Opening the Windows, are like. Why are these are these bonus tracks? Did I order the Best Buy pre-order version of the Brothers? Hard Kurgan? disagree. I mean, fucking I, I, opening the window. Uh, yes, Bienvenue but... doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the album. It's in a different style. It has no lyrics. Well, the it's... album is supposed to be exper. It's an experimental album, so it has everything to do with the album. The album's supposed to be like this. There's no through line. The through line is that they're experimenting. The through line is that there's no through line. That the through feels line like that a this is a perfectly crafted album. I know you do. I, I'm actually very curious. Did you look up any reviews of this album or anything? Why would I? The only <laughs> review that matters is the one in my head. Fucking podcast. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Are we the Know Something podcast? <laughs> Do we change our fucking tagline? No, you're right. Um, I don't know. It just feels like people would be not on board with this album. I don't know if that's true, but maybe it is. I think you're just projecting. I don't know. Whereas I feel like people would be okay with this album. Yeah, you might be right. I, mean, I feel like if you sought out a Brothers Cregan album, I mean, you're not going to... What brings you to the Brothers Cregan? BNL. Um, if you're looking for like, oh, I need more gym stuff. Like the only thing that could make people hate this album is if they were ex they liked fucking In the Drink and Sp Like that one reviewer who loved um, fucking... That, I, or, why would they hate on, this album if they liked that? This is more of the same of that. No, because that's, that's horror. Those are bad songs and these are all good songs. If you liked Paul Chambers and you went out looking for more Jim, you would hate this album, is what I think. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're on board with Experiment, you're on board with Experiment. Mm -hmm. um, should we move on to Shantytown? Oh, God, I love Shantytown. Why? How about Shantytown? So Andy is doing like a weird... Like, you talk about painting a picture. This one painted a fucking picture for me. Like, Andy's doing this weird, like, Hello, my name is Andy Craig, and I'm from the 1920s. Skidoo. Like, 1920s, 30s nonsense. It reminds me of, like, a song from, like, All right, we're gonna... Let's, let's, grind up, let's grind up the talkies. It's a cover. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. This is a cover of a Doris Day song. Oh. And it's just like they had somebody in the studio who... Do you know who's singing this? Who? Nadia Cregan, Jim's wife. Oh, nice. And they they must have had her and been like, Hey, you want to sing Shantytown? It's like a little tiny... It's a snippet of it. 
and she sings the chorus, and then he's like, do it again. And then they do the chorus again, and then we're out. It's like an, uh, a studio outtake you can that hear, they put on the album for some reason. You can hear him having fun. It's so bizarre to me. That I, this like, is... I got this like vision of like a like a fucking speakeasy piano player surrounded by like dick bags and like tuxes, and they all have those like little small glasses with like brown liquor and ice cubes in them, and yeah. there's like ladies with like thin black dresses and pim cups, and uh, like those little those little hair bands that like push back their hair and their hair's all like j fucking slathered back because they're all flappers and shit and they've got the long necklaces and they're all leaning forward and smoking those cigarettes in the long holders and drinking their pim cups now a pim cup i do agree with you in that this feels like a party because it is disorganized it is rough. It is like a dude at a piano, and somebody's like, "Oh, play Shantytown, Andy." And that's he's what, like Shantytown. Exactly. Like I imagined. Like so, they're at like this fucking smoke. Smokes in the air. They're at this fucking speakeasy, and they're like, "Play Shantytown." And the guy's like, "Okay." And this, they have like the comedian who's already done the show, and he's like, "I'll sing you a Shantytown song." I guess, but that doesn't. I like to sing. This it, it is not like they're trying to evoke that. It's that that happened, right? Like. They were having a party in the studio, and they were just like, oh, Nadia's here. Hey, Nadia, come into the studio. Isn't this fun? And you then, say studio, but they literally recorded like this in their house on like a four-track well, that they rented. Well, then even more, why put this shit on the Because it's album? great. It's not great. This sucks. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Let's do like a third of a cover of a Doris Day song for no reason. <laughs> not for no reason, for every reason. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful woman. Beautiful time. Okay. Beautiful uh, picture. Check, check, Beautiful check. mind. Okay, great. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Was he in Beautiful Mind? No, it was, uh, what's his name? American Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Russell Globe. You're yeah, right. how did he get fucking Beautiful Mind? I don't know. He was a, he was a thing for a while, and then he kind of, everyone realized he was just a monster. Was he? Yeah, he was like a... Isn't he in the new Thor movie? Maybe. I don't know. He was famous for getting drunk and throwing fists at people. Wow. I had no idea. And I mean, I can't like get down on someone for getting drunk and throwing shit at people. Like that's I'd be <laughs> you a, may have a total, done it last a total night. hypocrite if, if that happened. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I wasn't throwing like an actual spear at you, like Russell Crowe. Sure. Yeah, Russell uh, Russell Crowe is in the new Thor movie. He's playing Zeus. How exciting! I believe it's pronounced Zeus. Zeus, miso Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> um, opening the windows. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. I. I, I I didn't think this song was 13 minutes, but goddamn, it was. It definitely was, and it is plodding. Oh my god, is that a dulcimer? Is what I, I like my first note. I thought it was steel drums. It's steel drums come in. There's steel drums too. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. there's like there's a dulcimer. Oh, maybe it is he hitting this. I feel like it's a dulcimer at first, and then a hammer dulcimer. I or maybe he's hitting them with a metal. Maybe. Pipe? Uh, yeah, just like a lead pipe he I mean, found on the ground. I wouldn't uh, put anything beyond Andy. Like, <sighs> fucking flugelhorn. It sounded like, almost like a, a Japanese, like, Kodo music. Like, I, like a, he'd taken, like, a Kodo and instead of uh, plucking it, like, hammered it. But, I mean, it reminded, me, it reminded me of some, like, fucking street performer set up on, like, a, you know, Euro, like, the sidewalk in some European yeah. city. Like, two guys, like, one of them, let's say Amsterdam, and one of them has, like, a hammer dulcimer set up. And the other guy's, like, this guy with fucking dreadlocks who has one of those, like, hung drums. Yeah. Where it's just, like, a, it looks like a... Uh, a, a UFO and he's like yeah and it's just like zooming out and like someone throws a fucking like a uh, euro in their uh, a loony yeah a, a guitar case <laughs> it's it, it, it is interesting and I want to reinforce the fact that interesting does not mean good <laughs> like I think Jim used to be interesting and now he's good 
I don't know. Like, this is fucking weird and long and dumb and, like... This is the sort of soundscape I can get behind. Like, you... I, if, if you had... If it had been 13 minutes of Kev, like, making, like... Mm. Whist- no, Kev, like, pressing buttons on his synthesizer, you'd be down with it. Yeah. Like... You like this steel drum dulcimer. Yeah, I like the more, like, uh, sort of traditional... Unplugged, unplugged soundscape. You like the Electronica soundscape. That's great. I'm See, I, would put, I wouldn't like listen to this song, but I would put it on while I was doing something else. Okay. Is this gonna? Are you gonna do that? No. <laughs> okay. Cool. No, I, I enjoyed the fuck out of this album. I'm not gonna listen to it again. Okay, I enjoyed the fuck great. out of it. Like, are you gonna take any tracks from it and put them on your mix? Scared song? Uh, no. Taking out the garbage? Maybe like I, I'm definitely probably maybe Bienvenue. I put on that my gaming soundtrack, sure. but it's a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, okay, well... I want to go to a place where I learn learn karate. And it starts to, like, the song starts to... Dis- There's, like, a minor key shift. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what layeth beyond thine window, good sir? <laughs> Prithee. Like, and it just becomes, like, sort of dark. Yeah. And it was fun. And then it starts to, like, sort of disassemble itself at the end. And then it just winds down into nothingness. Like, what a, what a fucking ride. What was it all for? <laughs> I'm wondering if this was... The question is, like... Maybe it's not worth being human. Maybe we should just like... <laughs> Maybe we should be monsters or this, clowns. Oh, that sounds fun. Maybe this is meant to... What is the title? Opening the windows. I'm trying to think of what this could even be a, a metaphor for. Maybe this is our time on Earth, right? We started and then we were petering out. I think we're in like minute 12 of the song as a species. Whenever God closes a window, he opens a butthole. Wow, a big tuna can. He pulls the plug <laughs> out of a big butthole filled with shit. Um, Ev, that's the album. Yeah. What'd you think? That's it. I mean, let's I get I've been pretty clear. Let's, let's get, get around to rating this album. Yeah. As usual, we rate this album on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is, this album is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. So, Ev, as usual, let's start with you. Where does this album fall? I've gained a bit of weight over quarantine. I put on about maybe 15, 20 pounds. Brother? Yeah. Damn it. Like, all my... So, here's the thing. My shirts are now tight because I have like little man boobs now. And so like they're tight under my armpits, mm-hmm, which is like mm-hmm. the worst fucking feeling, which is now I have to wear these like fucking 90s XL, shirts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wear XLs now. And But I've got all these shirts that I love that I can't, I, I can wear and I don't look bad in them, but like they're just tight under my fucking armpits. Yeah. So I just get rid of my man boobs. But that's not the thing here. I need to get, the thing is I've started going back to the office now. They want me back in the office. And I don't know why. Because I can do my job at home just as well. Yeah. But you know, they're fucking, they're Gen Xers. They you know, got to put butts in seats. That's what they want to do. So uh, that's how they did it. That's how they're going to see you do it. And um, so I have to go get like a new suit, basically. Oh, you have to wear a suit to the office? Damn right. I work with like the fucking deans and uh-huh. presidents and Provosts. shit of the university. Sure. Yeah. Chancellors. Mm. Prime ministers. We have a chancellor. <laughs> really? Yeah. We've got so many high level man because they keep promoting people to stuff. I have like seven bosses now. Are they just making up positions for people to go into? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yes. 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 I mean, the, the the thing is, the hospital and the college are growing, so they need more management, and everyone's concerned about administrative bloat. Okay. But the thing is, they keep promoting people. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. I can't get a fucking promotion, but they can have. Seven, you don't want a promotion. They can have You've seven associates. Yeah, I don't. I don't want a promotion. I want more money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. all. Uh, anyway, so I got to get a new suit. And so I go down to my normal tailor, Sifiano's on mm-hmm. uh, on Gay Street, mm-hmm. but Sifiano's is closed. They didn't make it through the pandemic. Oh, nobody's no. buying nobody's buying fucking suits oh, for no. for Zoom meetings, Not, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, though they only sell tops now. They're buying their suits. <laughs> they, the, they sell the suit tops because you don't see the no one can see it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah that. So, 
I can't tell you how many Zoom meetings I've done in like a, a button down and then like shorts or nothing. You can't just wear a t-shirt. You have to like pretend that you are in an office when you're at home. Yes. That's when, stupid. I'm, when I'm in a meeting. Yeah. Why? Because they want me to look professional. I'm fucking meetings and they're they're in the I don't know I don't know man <laughs> I don't know where to start or where to begin my okay. friend but uh, Sofiano's is close but there's a Sofiano Stevanos well that's what it's called Sofiano's is an actual suit oh, it's real so, yeah it's down, down, that's where um my partner got his suit for our good friend uh, C's Richard's wedding oh I officiated that <laughs> anyway <laughs> I uh <laughs> that was uh, my reaction to C's Richard's <laughs> got <Whatever>. it. <laughs> Whenever I say his name, I got to do a big old, a big old man cough. But um, there is a new suit store that's opened up next door, and I'm like, "Huh, what's this?" Creganos. <laughs> I go in, and uh, there's no clothes in it. It's all in shadows, and there's dust every. Like, do one of those things where I like wipe my finger along the the thing, and it comes out like dusty. And then from the back, I just see this shadow and a little like fucking these little fingers come around the edge. Like a Nosferatu, and yeah. then from it, there's a little, a guy, a little th- a thin face I can barely see in shadow, and he's got, and he's got these. All I can see is his eyes sort of glimmering in the back, and he's, he's got one of those like, he's got a vest, and he's got those uh, lo- one of those long sleeve like, uh, um, like 1930s uh, button downs because he's got the little uh, ties right on the uh, on yeah the, and the uh, um, forearms like the little ties around it to keep his shirt on i guess i don't know maybe your arms would fly off in the that makes sense i don't know and he's got one of those little green like visors that accountants wear and like sure. the old timey movies he's got like uh, a bunch of pins uh holding him in his mouth and he's got a, a measuring tape and then he just proceeds to start measuring me and i'm like i haven't said no words have been exchanged he comes okay out and measures me he says hmm 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 and the uh he's like okay i'm gonna need to take your uh measurements do you dress right do you dress right or left <laughs> and i tell him about my dick he's like i'm gonna need to see i it. just learned what that means by the way oh. dressing right or left mm. It's your penis. It's your penis. I'm like, neither. (laughs) (laughs) Penis is a a tuna can. It doesn't lean. It's weird. When I get hard, it gets wider. (laughs) It just spreads out. It goes from tuna can to plate. (laughs) Dinner plate. Uh, Yeah. Sorry. I'm I'm looking up information about Andy Cregan for mine. You can keep going. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, he has me stripped down, basically. And he says, Perfect. And he comes back out. He goes, and I'll, I'll just I'll have me ready for you in a moment, Mister Glonkus. And he goes. Into <laughs> oh, he gives you the wrong name. Okay, yeah. got it. He goes into the back, and uh, he comes out, and he's got. He's acting like he's carrying a suit, but there's nothing. There's just like an empty, empty suit bag. Sure. And then he proceeds to put it on me, and I'm like, huh, this actually feels and looks like I look myself in the mirror, and I look fucking svelte. Like I'm, for some, like I, I look like I've lost thirty pounds. Oh wow! It's like I look like I got, I'm, I got a six pack. I got Fancy. a little bit. I mean, I'm not like beefy. But like I look good. Okay. I'm like, man, and my my dick is long instead wow, of wide. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. And they're like, he's like style instead of if you want, style. You, it's already paid for. You can wear it out of the store. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I will. So I walk out on the street is naked. Is your dick visible through your suit? My, I'm not wearing anything. He's put on an invisible suit on me. I understand. But everyone reacts like I'm wearing a suit. Okay. And I'm like, I look really good on this. And he says, just remember, it'll disappear at the stroke of midnight. Uh-huh. So I'm just, I walk around naked for a day, feeling great. Everyone thinks it's great. But I'm, am I going to wear the suit again? No, because it's already disappeared. I'm not going to listen to this album again, but I had a really fucking great time with it. You can't take it off and preserve it. It's just going to go away. It becomes nothing at the end of the day. Interesting. Okay. That's sad. I know. All right, I'm just, just like this album. You know? Just expressing my. I, I wish I could go back and listen to this album again for the first time. Yeah, well, but you know I'm they have gonna... three more albums. 
I'm never going to get that. Yeah, but you can listen to their other albums, which are probably just as good. <laughs> when I get to them. <laughs> okay, all right. I hope they are equivalent to Maybe You Should Drive, Born on a Pirate Ship, <laughs> and then Stunt, the Brothers Cregan version of Stunt. Wouldn't God, that be a joy? Yeah. I wonder what earworms are going to get stuck in my head from that. Mm. Although this song, all these songs were good. But I can't remember a single fucking like line. I, I can remember shanty town <laughs> coming to the shanty town. Like if I if I I'm reaching for how how they go, but uh-huh. I can't because they're just so experimental. Like uh-huh. there's no like chorus. Sure, sure. That's it. Yeah. No yeah. hooks. Yeah. Hook free. Yeah, it is pretty hook free. I remember. Uh, Are you scared? I'm scared. Are you scared? <laughs> From the scared song. That's about it. Um. Hey, I'm a clown. Clownies. I want to make my mark. On Bare Naked Ladies history. And... Oh, you're not going to kill one of them, are you? Yeah, of course I am. Um, uh, I Straw hat and old dirty sick. I know that I can't... I would never be able to get close to a Kevin Hearn. Because he's got, like, just bodyguards around him 24-7. They watch him sleep. Those puppets are going to protect him. Those puppets, yeah. I can't get close to a fucking Ed Robertson. Well, are you kidding me? You could kill Kev, but then he would come for you in, like, puppet form. Like, his soul was going to slip into an object or Almost something. Certainly. You'd get Vanganzoed. Almost certainly. Um, but you know who I can kill? Mm. I can head out to McGill University in Montreal, and I can kill Andy Cregan. During office hours. During <laughs> office hours, yeah. So what I do is uh, I uh, download the Anarchist Cookbook. Uh, and I put together this neat little timed pipe bomb, right? And, uh, you know, I, I put it in my book bag and I carry it into his office and I set it under his desk and I'm like, this is gonna, I can't wait. I'm going to set this for his office hours are three hours from now. So I'm gonna set this for three hours. And then I'm like, just like looking around his office and I, uh, <laughs> so you set the bomb and then you wait. Well, I'm not going to wait there for a while, but I'm like, yeah. man, I'm in the place, right? And so I kind of just like, I'm looking at the platinum records on the wall from, uh, you know, Gordon. And I don't know, he got a copy of it for some reason. And I bet Andy's office is just full of like disassembled musical instruments. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh, I'm wearing my, uh, you know, to, to avoid detection. I'm wearing my McGill University sweatshirt and a pair of jeans. And I look just like a college student. The McGill because, like, Sabres. You know, I have a very young look to me, of course. Um, and then I hear a and I realized that I didn't set it for three hours. I set it for three minutes. So I try my best to run out of the office as fast as I can, but this thing fucking explodes behind me, <laughs> shrapnel everywhere, and it just cuts like just random pieces out of my clothes, just tears them away. Um, I think this album is very naked in just weird random <laughs> set. It's not a cohesive album. I look fucked up and weird and strange, but it's g- g- there are times when like yeah you could probably see my muscle and bone through some of this <laughs> stuff but then sometimes that mcgill university sweatshirt is fused to my skin it's not gonna come off there's too much scatting um so yeah this this has very good parts to it but some very very bad parts too you know what else has good parts commercials we'll be right back with more it's all been done a bare naked ladies podcast Hey, Evan. Tell me a spooky story. Ooh, you want something spooky, huh? Yeah, scare me. Once upon a time, uh, there was a man. And this man, uh, he was a serial murderer. And uh, the police, they tried to catch him after one of his murders. Mm -hmm. um, And they shot at him. But all they did was shoot his hand off. 
And eventually they did find and arrest him, but they never found his hand. And they say, oh, oh, say your no. <laughs> the visual gags work on this podcast. Yes. Okay. Good. I think the listeners were at the edge of their. I put my hand under my shirt, listeners, and then slowly crept it up. And Ev never knew. He wasn't staring at why I was putting my hand up my shirt the whole time. Oh, man. It was good. It was good. Will you tell me a scary story? What's the scariest thing that happened to you in real life? Like, not, not like, like, what's spookiest thing? Like, um, hmm. not like a goat, like a supernatural. Yeah, supernatural. Like, do have you had any supernatural encounters? Never. Anything, even, even when you thought there was, like, no, creeped you out? No, I've never, no ghosties, no, um, nothing. Is your house ghostified? Totally ghostified. There are so many ghosts in our house, apparently. It was built in 1998. <laughs> but before that, there was a place here where people died. and uh, It's an ancient um, Lakota burial ground. So, um, I That's guess... Not... Oh, no, Wyandotte. Wyandotte's are with our local tribe. Yeah, of course. I know. Chief Leatherlips. Did you have a spooky ghost encounter? Have I, you ever... I mean... My partner believes our house is haunted okay. because people have died in our house. We know for a fact. Oh, like, right. Yes. Yeah, the previous owner's mother died. And then like the owner before that, I think also died in the house, but of old age or something like that. And we, we were gaming down in the basement just last weekend and we heard somebody like walking around upstairs. Uh huh. But I went to, I thought it was uh, Lucius had gotten up out of bed, but it was nobody. Oh. Like, and I just checked around the house. I'm like, he's, he's sound asleep. And <laughs> Lucius was, a. Uh, um, talking like goes to my partner and he's like um bobby i i don't like it when you get up in the middle of the night and like open my door and just lean in and go lucious 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 <laughs> and then i get up and i'm like what and i by the time i wake up and check on you you're asleep i don't uh-huh. i don't like when that happens <laughs> that's fucking terrifying but i've never really had a like other than that like hearing footsteps i've never really had a ghostly encounter in the thing although my dad had one once he was driving down um with some friends to a concert down in new orleans or something and they were tired and they just like parked by the side of the road and like were sleeping in the car and he woke up in the middle of the night and there was a woman standing next to the car and she had her hand pressed to the window right like he woke up freezing basically and she had her hand pressed to the window right by his face and he like jerked back and then when he looked back she was gone and uh, they got out of the car and they realized they had parked next to a graveyard. Oh my god! But so much of that can just be explained by like I he know. was dreaming, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, exactly. Lucius was dreaming. Yeah, again. That's yeah. My son too. He, I don't believe in ghosts. He'll like wake up screaming in the middle of the night, and we'll hold him, and he'll like point at the corner of the room and be like, "Go away, go away, go away." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, whatever. We're just too smart, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't believe in magic. I wish. I wish there was, but you know. I believe the only magic I believe in is I believe in magic in a young girl's heart. Um, what was the you McDonald's? always have a friend with big, big red, red shoes. shoes. <laughs> it's immediately where my head goes to. Um, you know where else you'll find magic? Where at the movies? That's mm. right. There's a lot of magic. The silver screen. The oh, silver screen. Shanty town. <laughs> shanty town. Um, and uh, nowhere else are you going to find the joy of the silver screen. Like Big Streaming Pile. That's right. Big Streaming Pile is a Project Derailed movie podcast hosted by Fiona L.F. Kelly and Tom. The hottest takes on bad movies available to stream. So they watch bad movies on streaming networks, streaming sites, and then talk about them. Nice. Nice. That's nice. it. Nice. You want to know what they've done? Nice. You know some stuff? Yeah, yeah. Let me see what they got. Uh, okay. I'm just going to list off. So let's from... assume these are all bad movies. Right? Okay. Let's do it. Scoob. Oh, I liked Scoob. Oh. Um, the Zombinator. Never heard of it. Hmm. How about Batman Forever? That's uh, a good one. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Was... Uh, B-movie? 
The beat, uh, yeah. Some of these are, I don't know, questionable. I don't know. Fiona Tom, step your game up. When there's Velocipasters out there, yeah. you can't be doing B-movie. I don't know. Game over, man. I hear that one was pretty bad. R.L. Stein movies. What? How dare Let's they? Let's see. Which ones did they do? It's just a, a, a roundup. Uh, they did Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, and Mostly Ghostly. Which Mostly Ghostly? There's like seven Mostly oh, Ghostly. I don't know. That's all they wrote is Mostly Ghostly. Oh, man. They should do Boy Who Cried, or Boy Who Cried Werewolf. They should do oh, you um, know them all. Carnival of Souls. Oh, you little boy. Yeah. R.L. Stein Goosebumps movies are like my go-to because Lucius likes spooky stuff. So we yeah. got to watch all the fucking R.L. Stein movies. That's very convenient. Watch, watch through all the Goosebumps. Um, Their latest episode was released on December 18th, 2020. <laughs> do we oh, do we kill we're on another single <laughs> ship do we kill networks and it was a wrinkle in time was that bad i don't rem- i it, that was one of the ones i wanted to watch but never got around to oh, i heard okay. it was bad though yeah okay 2018 oprah was like the big star in that yeah it was oh there were who were the three witches it was oprah and then two other like really famous melissa people, etheridge right? and melissa etheridge uh, and, maya angelou uh i thought uh uh the Fucking, I cannot. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh, Margaret Thatcher is the name I was trying to think of so hard. Why? Janet Reno. Janet Reno. Do you remember there was a moment where Janet Reno was like in the pop culture? Yeah, because she was like she was like the one of the Bushes like hatchet folks, right? Yes. She was like just like the hardcore like lady who was like, listen, yeah, this is how it's gonna be. It was you can eat shit. Oprah, Reese Witherspoon, and Mindy Kaling. Oh, okay, it's a fun combo. Yeah, that's those are some good combos. Yeah. I liked Oprah in, like, the color purple. Oh, I like Oprah in any color. Anyway, you can listen to Big Streaming Pile, apparently every other Friday, on the D-Project Derailed <laughs> Podcasting Network. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bannock Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this big wheel and see what we got to eat today. How are we going to do this for an album? We never do these for albums. We'll figure it out. If I had a million dollars, how would the subject of this album spend a million dollars? So we're doing each song? <laughs> No. no, should we just do so, Andy and well, Jim? This, no, the whole the whole album. So they would buy a great pair of shoes. Okay, are we all going to go? Spend, okay, they would go spend through. they would spend a lot of money on a great pair of shoes. Piece by piece. Hold on, I need to pull up the track list again. But sure, I'm with you. Okay, so yeah, I obviously a pair of shoes. That's the easy one there. Um, what they, else? They would buy a, a nice house, home for that fucking clown. Well, the get, question get is, him out of your house. We didn't get the question is. Well, you're not going to do anything. With it. They would invest it. They would burn the money. Greenpeace. They would. Just, oh, okay. What's the point? They what's just, the point? Yeah, yeah you're they would right. just set it aflame. Yeah, they would eat it. Uh, in the hopes that the coins would choke them. <laughs> um, clown song, yeah, buying the clown a house. Get out of here, man. Just to get him away from you, sure. Uh, sing a lot. I think they would buy a oh, microphone. Oh, you, you missed a tiny little song. Mm, no, that's track five, my friend. Oh. Track four is sing a lot. Okay. Um, what would they? Uh, what would they? What would the sing a lot boys buy? Uh, wait, no, you're right. Yeah. Why I am. is the track list on here fucked up? I don't, I don't know. know what to tell you. Sorry, go ahead. So what would the cow? What would the cow buy? Uh, the cow would buy um, it's freedom. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or does the cow even know that it's in a bad place? It does because it's, it's, it's self-aware. Yeah, 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 and curious. It would want. It's always wanted to eat a person. Oh, maybe it would buy human flesh. It'd buy human flesh. How much do you think it would cost to buy a pound of flesh? There's got to be black markets where it's you don't sold. pay in money. <laughs> you pay in flesh. <laughs> huh? Got to give a little, get a little. Yeah, trade one bite from each. Um, sing a, sing a lot. They would buy uh, a megaphone. <laughs> so they could, but it's a million dollars. They would buy a huge megaphone. 
they would buy um, a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. So they can, oh, they can yeah. spread their joy to the widest number can of people. Can you imagine a 30 second Super Bowl commercial where it's just the guy like filmed on a fucking iPhone? Like, <laughs> la, 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 la. I mean, what a fucking epic troll that would oh, be. Oh, it'd be incredible. Like a million dollars. Just there it goes. It's like a, like fucking Freddy got fingered level. Yeah. I bought you jewels <laughs> and a helicopter. God, it's so good. I don't want jewels. I just want to give you blowjobs. God, what a good movie. Oh. Uh, taking out the garbage. You would pay somebody to take out the garbage for the rest of his life, life for a yeah. million dollars. Yeah, you for could, sure. You could definitely. You could afford dental. Uh, falling. He would buy Bye. a prost sex worker so that he could get back on that horse again. Okay, I could see. But he would that. do like the girlfriend experience. Or maybe just buy a flashlight. A, a really a gilded flashlight. <laughs> no, one of those like uh, real dolls. Sure. You'll never leave me. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, okay. Okay, a real doll. You, those with, are expensive. With leaves for hair. I do think there's got to be sales on used real dolls by now. Right? Well, I mean, I think if you I can... If I want a real doll, yeah, it's got to be cheap. I gotta. There's got to be a place where I can get one on the cheap. <sighs> Brother. <laughs> well, there's got to also be knockoffs at this point, too, right? Yeah, I mean, like, like a flashlight. But that's not... I want to hold... <laughs> A flashlight, I'm just... You're just drunken. Yeah. Just junkin. I don't know. I don't want to junk. Yeah. I want to flog. I mean, I want I want a real doll with a, a vagina that is about eight inches in circumference so it can fit my... Uh... <laughs> just so you can spin around like <laughs> my a pinwheel. <laughs> it's the only thing that does it for you. Scared song! Uh, how would uh, a monster... Therapy? How would a monster spend this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not... They're not worried about being scared. How would a monster spend a million dollars? So what would Mike Wachowski do with a million dollars? He would invest in uh, R&D for... Uh, or comedy. Uh, he oh, yeah, he's comedy a comedy lessons. guy. He would... He would uh, yeah, well, he would take comedy lessons. That's nothing. That's like a couple... That's like a thousand dollars, right? Even for a good comedy lesson. He would... Uh, he would buy like a failing Funny Bone franchise. Yes, that sounds good. And then he good. would be the he would be like the he, not the headliner, but he would the, be the the local the comic opener. That, that introduces everybody. The constant. Oh, yeah. the MC. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely, he would. Um, What's the deal with birds? Uh, Can't eat them anymore. I'm told. Places. What do you think about places? I feel like this the places the guy that places is just a madman. Yeah. So he would be like, okay, what I want to do is I want to like get a helicopter. And I want to put up a hot dog stand out in the middle of the woods and uh, like a full on hot dog stand. Yeah. Like just, just assemble it out in the middle of the woods. And then like with like um, like hot dogs, hot dog water, French fries, like a fryer. And then it's got like its own power generator that it's like under the ground. So you can't see it. So you don't know where the power is coming from. And there's like little tables with umbrellas and stuff. And I just wait. And hot dogs. Get your hot dogs here. And then right. then someone's going to be like, you know maybe once a month somebody wanders like along the woods and they find just a full-on hot dog stand horrifying the woods. Yeah, the hot dogs get your hot dogs i do like it yeah okay that's how he'd spend it that i no, no question how long can you maintain a hot dog stand in the woods with no customers he's got a million dollars yeah will it last a year that's hot, hot. i mean it's a art pro- it's You're an art piece throwing away hot dogs by the once one person discovers it they're going to tell their friends. Yeah, but the thing is, or, or, okay, so what you do is when, as soon as the first person discovers it, pack it all up oh, and you move it elsewhere. No one will ever believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like that. Uh, bienvenue. <laughs> <laughs> How would a... Uh, they would renovate the church. Non-vocal. Don't How would an instrumental piece spend it? Yeah. 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 Better piano. Great. Shantytown. Get, gotta get out of this shantytown. <laughs> they would get out of the shantytown. And finally, opening the windows... They, they would, would close the window. Upgrade to Windows 11. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They would get the replace get the windows replaced. Stupid. All right. We did it. Fuck this. Okay. 
Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, <laughs> our fans, our gorgeous little games. You can email us at itsallbeendonepodcast at gmail.com. Here's a question from our friend, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Jamie says, hey, guys. Hey. Hey. As a kid, I love the very first Kids Bop album. One week was covered on this one and probably where my enjoyment of the Brannica Ladies began. Nowadays, they censor any lyric that's even remotely inappropriate for children, but back then they didn't bother, meaning I have a history of taking off my shirt, five days since you tackled me, I've still got the rug burns on both my knees, the smoking man, like Sting I'm Tantric, and boom anime babes that make me think the wrong thing were all left in where they wouldn't stand a chance today. No sex, violence, drugs, alcohol, smoking, or foul language in kids' pop. I just found out that in 2021, for the first album's 20th birthday, Kids Bop remade their first album. While other songs on the album have been strictly censored to their current standards, One Week miraculously made it through unscathed. Wow. Here's my question. Could y'all please properly censor One Week to be suitable <laughs> for children? Anything at all that could be conceivably non-child friendly has got to be replaced. Thanks, Jamie. And then they sent another uh, email. After sending my previous email, I played the Kids Bop One Week redo version for my mother, and she was surprised they kept the lyric, Five days since you tackled me, I've still got the rug burns on both my knees. It turns out we have vastly different readings of that line. Does it mean that at some point the fight got physical and he got hurt, or that in the middle of the fight they had sex on the floor with him on his knees? Okay, so we have two questions. <laughs> so let's handle this one first. Okay. I think it's violent, right? I think violence, I don't yeah. read any sex in that line at all. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. All right. Done. Jamie, done. Now, let's properly censor one week. So we're going through line by line? Line by line. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, all right. So I'll bring it up here. Lyrics. Okay. So should I read it out to you and you tell me if it's offensive or not? Right. It's been one week since you looked at me. Hmm. Eye contact. Direct <laughs> eye contact between an adult and a... Okay. Between children. Okay. It's How about then? It's been one week since you acknowledged me. <laughs> Is that offensive? Huh... Hmm. It's one week since you acknowledged me. Okay. okay. Oh, cock to your head to the side and said I'm angry. So we can't have the word cock in no. there. So threw my socks outside <laughs> and said I'm angry. <laughs> and said I'm anger. I don't like anger. Yeah, I don't like anger either. Threw my socks outside and said I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Five days since you laughed at me. That's kind of mean. Yeah. We don't want to. We don't want any bullying. Yeah. Okay. Five days since you laughed with me. Okay. All right. Saying, get that together, come back and see me. I think that's okay. We'll get back together, come back and acknowledge me. Yes. <laughs> we do yes. not. Okay, good. Three days since the living room. Does living imply dying? Mm. Should we say three days since the den? The, the dining room. <laughs> the dining room. Okay. I realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you. Acknowledging acknowledging blame, like acknowledging blame is, is an important part that's of okay? Yeah, That's okay? Yeah, that, I think that okay. comes through. We want to teach kids to acknowledge when they've done something wrong. Yesterday, you'd forgiven me. Forgiveness is good. But yep. it'll still be today's slice. I'm sorry. Okay, we're good. Okay, okay, yeah. Hold it now and watch the hoodwink. Hold what now? Oh, we should make it clear. Yeah. Hold your juice and watch the hoodwink. Uh, I don't like. I don't like the word hoodwink. Okay, that, that carries that carries. Hood implies con- the clitoral hood. Yes. <laughs> we do not want that sort of. Okay, hold your juice and watch the <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> Has to rhyme with hoodwink. Why? We'll just change the next slide. Hold your juice and watch the food stink. The I don't want rotten food in my song. Hold your juice and have a good think. That's good. Hold your juice and have a good think. But the next line is, does it make you stop think? Well, we have to change we'll that now. It. Okay. Uh, okay. Does it make you uh, good blink? Does it make your eye blink? Does it make your eye blink? <laughs> you think you're looking at Aquaman. 
Okay, okay. Aquaman is a clean superhero. I summon fish to the dish. Oh, actually, Aquaman, and then parenthetical, not the Jason Momoa not version. Jason Momoa That's version. for adults. Because that one has Amber Heard in it. Yes. And that applies. Okay, good. <laughs> I summon fish to the dish. That's fine. fine. Uh, though I like the chalet Swiss. I like the sushi because it's never touched a frying pan. We're okay. Okay, yeah. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. To bust mm. makes me feel uh, yeah, I don't like, like bust. I don't like hot either. <laughs> Uh, not okay. like not like wasabi. Not like wasabi when I um, trust mimes. <laughs> mm, I don't like that. You don't. Mimes are, mimes are a little bit <laughs> okay, sus to me. A little bit sus. Okay, not like wasabi when I hmm when it's when I date Grimes. Okay, good. Let's bring Elon in here. Good. <laughs> Not like Wasabi when I date Grimes. Big like Leanne Rhymes because I'm all about value. Okay. Bert Camper's got the mad hits. Mm, hit like is bad. Yeah. Hit, hit and mad. Okay. Bert Camper's got the good songs. <laughs> the good. You try to match wits. You try to... Uh, well, it has to rhyme with songs now. Yeah, good songs. You try... You think you could wrong... <laughs> Okay. Again, we're admitting, you know, yeah. that we might be wrong here. You try to hold me, but I bust through. Again, he's obsessed with like busting. <laughs> I wish he would bust less on this song. Uh, uh, you try to hold me, but, but I, I bust through. I dust glue <laughs> with glitter in parentheses. <laughs> yes, parenthetical. Glitter, right. Good. Gonna make a break. Ah, breaking is bad. Okay. Well, we got a lot of rhymes here, so we can't change it away from the ache. Okay. Gotta make a cake. steak. Or a cake. Gotta bake a cake. Okay. Gotta bake a cake and take a fake. I don't like him taking fake fakes. things. Gotta, gotta bake a cake and eat a steak. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. I'd like a stinking, aching shake. <laughs> Is that okay? Stinking and aching are bad. Okay. I'd like a thinking... There's a lot of ground we, we, we're gonna have to cut out of this episode. <laughs> I'd like to think about a shake. Yeah, okay. Okay. I like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Vanilla true. implies vanilla sex? No, I think mm. we're okay. I think, I think we're okay. I mean, it's an unequivocally true line. Sure, sure. Gotta see the show, because then you know the vertigo is going to grow. Mm. I don't know about vertigo. Okay. We can just replace it with, like, the rear window is going to grow. Another Alfred Hitchcock yes. film. Okay, good. Because it's so dangerous, you'll have to sign a waiver. Mm. I don't like danger. No, because it's so calming that you'll have to call your neighbor. <laughs> there you go. We're not doing this whole song. All right, hey, I, hope hey. that's I hope that's enough for you, Jamie. We cannot. This will take us another 20 minutes. This song is so fucking long. Was, was the first verse enough? We have to do. Um, we have to get at least the. We'll, we'll hit the hits though, because like. Boom. Okay. Well, let me let me get let me pull out the the very bad parts. Right. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Don't like that. Okay. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a numeral. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, I have a history of taking off my shirt. I have a history of making ladies squirt. No. Damn. Wait. That's no good. <laughs> you went the wrong way. Pull it back. Uh, I have a history of. Um, Looking at the dirt. Yeah, I was, I was, I was dirt was my, uh, well, uh, dirt implies, like, looking at the dirt implies death. What? I have a history of playing with the dirt. Playing with the dirt. Good. That's, uh, a, that's a real kid. All kids will relate to sure. that. Sure. Threw your arms in the air and said, you're crazy. Mm. Threw your arms in the air and said, amazing. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. I don't like that one. It feels racist, racist. but I can't. 
tell why. Uh, so how about we say... Um, Rickety Rhino, the Republican. <laughs> uh, okay, Rickety Rhino, the Republican senator. Yes. <laughs> you have a drumstick and your brain gets degenerative. <laughs> That's sad. So, okay, go back to Chickadee China. It's um, uh, well-polished China. Yes. Your grandma's dinner. <laughs> you have a drumstick and you're looking much thinner. Yes. Good. Woo, we got there. Yeah. Uh, I hope the smoking man's in this one. Um, I hope Joe Rogan man's in this one. <laughs> Good. Um, like Stingham Tantric. Uh, I like like um my thing is fanfic my thing is fanfic yeah all right (laughs) fair enough um let's see gotta get in tune with sailor moon because that cartoon has got the boom anime babes yeah that's the one wrong thing okay gotta get in tune with sailor moon because that cartoon has got the uh boon (laughs) has got the man gotta get in tune with sailor moon because that cartoon has got the Friends that I enjoy that make me think Man. I'm employed. <laughs> got Great. it. Great. Blah, blah, blah. I love friends blah, that make blah. me feel like I've got a job. Yes. Uh, I think that's it. Okay. We did it. There you go, Jamie. I think we did them all better. Okay, good. Oh, boy. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. That Bye. was a lot of fun. Bye. Welcome. Ebbo, mm-hmm. we did it again. We did Another it. one straight off the dome. Straight off the dome. Great. I um, don't know. What are you? Uh, what are you up to lately? Getting fatter every day, buddy. Every day. <laughs> uh, um, do you have anything you want to plug? When does your next thing come out? Do you have a story in Rocket Dinosaur Magazine? Rocket Dinosaur. It's July. Rocket Dinosaurs. It's July. Um, probably in October, autumn. Okay. When my next bookie comes out. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say my album's out by now. Good. I think. Finally. I hope. I wonder. Your, your producer finally gave you the masters. They're all clear. We'll see. Hopefully, let's. Oh, it's presume. gonna be so good. He's working so hard on this. Check the check the show notes. If it's there, it's there. If it's not, I've written a string of obscenities in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ebo, we're uh we're at an hour thirty. Let's get Holy get out of here. Beats. Yeah, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And, and it's, it's been, been a good, good life. life.